You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on St. Patrick's Day, and of course, the official start of March Madness. Basketball coming up in a little more than two hours from now. If you're in the Bracket Challenge, you want to be in the Bracket Challenge, you have an hour to get your brackets in, and that's it. That's the deadline, but uh, a lot of great gifts. Our partners stepped up, Traeger, also Link Soul, Callaway with the Rogue Driver, and uh, Panini, our uh, official trading cards of the DP show. So a lot of great things there, and uh, just go to danpatrick.com, sign up for the newsletter, and you will be entered in. Doesn't cost you anything. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at DP Show. Got some more information, an update on Deshaun Watson, because I think we'll have a decision by the end of today. Have that for you. Seton, poll question for hour two. Are we going to stay with what we had in hour one? Well, we went hour one. We went with who you got, the one seeds or the field. 50-50. Perfect poll. Okay. This is a one seed to win it all. (laughs) You get four or you get everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Or you get 60. I'll give you 60 teams or I'll give you four. 50-50 right down the middle. Wow, that's a great poll question. Yes. Nailed it. And what do you want to do for hour two? Uh, well, Paulie sent around one before about uh, he's had a couple here. He said if you could only watch one this year, AFC West or the rest of the league. Rare. Or he also had uh, mm. Deshaun Watson should pick uh, Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans. Should Cleveland. pick. Should. Nick Underhill covers the Saints for WWL-TV in New Orleans, and he's reporting the Saints met with Deshaun Watson a second time last night, according to sources. There was also a report earlier today that uh, there are some Saints players restructuring their contracts, that they've got about $30 million in cap space. Maybe a coincidence, or maybe Deshaun Watson has made his mind up that New Orleans is where he's going to play. You had the other teams that interviewed him yesterday. A couple of teams interviewed him yesterday. You did have the Cleveland Browns, according to Chris Mortensen, saying that uh, they want a grown-up and adult as their quarterback in Cleveland. So, of course, you would go out and want to recruit Deshaun Watson. Wow. That is that's embarrassing that they would say they want an adult. At least Baker played through pain, played for you this year. Deshaun Watson sat out, didn't want to play. But that is, that's, a, that's embarrassment. Embarrassing for that Cleveland franchise, that you want an adult there. All right, Baker needs to mature. All right, he at least played. Who's done more damage to their franchise, Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson? But Deshaun Watson will have a new team by the end of the week, it looks like that. All right, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. I did watch a lot of basketball last night. I, uh, I was watching the NCAA games, the Notre Dame-Rutgers game, double overtime, and Notre Dame winning that one, and also Wright State against Bryant, Wright State winning that game. Now, I was also watching the NBA because the Nets were playing the Mavs, and if you, you, you probably watch the Mavs, you want to see Luka play. And he's put up some great numbers. And I just didn't know if he was going to be able to be, team-wise, good enough to be in the MVP race. And I'm convinced more and more as I watch him the second half of the season. Our good buddy Nick Wright of Fox Sports 1 has been pointing out that Luka has been as valuable as anybody in the second half of the season. Unbelievable. And last night, 
they ended up beating the Nets. Now, Spencer Dinwiddie hit the game winner, but Luka has been unbelievable since the All-Star break, since, you know, the second half of the season. But you're averaging, you know, 39-9. You had 37-9-9 last night. Plus, here's the other thing is you're 16 games over 500, I think. So that, that'll factor in. Do I think it's Joel Embiid's to lose? I do. I think we forgot about the Greek freak uh, because he's, he's – it's like you plug in those numbers and you just go, yeah, that's, that's what Giannis does. And Giannis steps up in big games, by the way. When the game is big, he's big. And, and I love that. But I think, I think it's going to be Embiid. Giannis will be in there as well. I thought this was going to be Durant's year. But Luka is going to be in the conversation. And, you know, the Joker has been spectacular. But this kind of struck, you know, the Lakers lost again last night, by the way. We'll get to that coming up in a moment because there's some, you know, really good storylines there. So you had um, Kevin Durant. Do we have Kevin Durant talking about what happened last night? So, you know, it's an undermanned team because Kyrie can't play. Ben Simmons I guess is getting an epidural in his back. So who knows when he's going to play, if he's going to play. But Kevin Durant was frustrated last night against the Mavs and had this to say. That shows me that the the level of respect is high, you know, for them to forget about their schemes as a team, forget about what they've been working on most of the year, for them to do that, you know. I asked Jason Key, I said, well, you paid Dorian Finney-Smith all that money on me. Is he a defender or... You can rely on this for his next four years with him. But uh, it's a smart strategy. I mean, got to tip their hat to them. They, they executed it. But um, late in the game, they did a good job of, like, mixing it up because sometimes I was driving ahead of lane, and I'm thinking there's going to be more help and I rush the shot, you know. So they did their job. Yeah, they did. But I don't want to hear any uh, sob story from Kevin Durant. Because all he needs to do is look at the other team and see Luka. Luka doesn't have any all-stars there. He's got Brunson and now Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie used to be on the Nets. Kevin Durant has always had help. Every, every, every stop he's had. Oklahoma City, you had Westbrook and Harden. He goes to Golden State. You got Steph and Clay and Draymond. You go to Brooklyn. You think you're going to have... Uh, you know, Kyrie, and then you get James Harden. Now you don't want James Harden. Now you get Ben Sitton. You've always had players. Who's Luka had? He had poor Zingas, who's now with the Wizards. That's it. So if you want to talk about, oh, man, they're kind of gearing their defense toward me. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? If Kyrie's not able to play, you know, if you're mad about anything, I would just say, Kyrie, come on, man. Got to help me. Help me at home a little bit here. <laughs> but, you know, Luca has this every single night where he's double teamed. KD gets double teamed and he's like, I, you know, you're going to say something to Jason Kidd. Like, what are you doing, man? All right. This is the strategy that I would have. Any team that's playing the Nets come playoff time at home in Brooklyn. Hell yes. Double teaming him. You saw that last night. But Dinwiddie uh, hit a game winner on Sunday and, uh, so he's had game winners in back-to-back games here. As for the Lakers, I tell you that I'm always surprised if they win. When I wake up the next morning, if I don't stay up to watch, and then I'm, I'm surprised when they win. They're 11 games under 500. 
LeBron James has not played on a team that's been that far below 500 since his rookie season. That's when the Cavs were 35 and 47. Also, this is the first time in LeBron James' career his team has trailed by 25 or more points in three consecutive games. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. So Carl Anthony Towns goes for 30. He had 16 in the fourth quarter. The Timberwolves pull away from the Lakers. They win by 20. The Lakers have lost 16 of their last 21. I did tune in just to see the effort or lack thereof with the Lakers. And that includes LeBron because he's checked out, man. Ooh. There are times when I'm looking for him in the picture. I know he's on the floor. He's not in the picture. But they lost again. And then after the game, apparently the Timberwolves were making fun of Russell Westbrook. Westbrook shot a corner jumper right in front of the bench, and he shot an air ball. Here is Russell Westbrook. You know, And Carl Anthony Towns, they're all kind of playing to the crowd. The guys on the bench are making fun of Russ. And then here's Russ, what he had to say afterwards. The trash talking doesn't bother me none. Nobody over there has done anything <laughs> that in this league that, you know, make me put my eyes up. Like, oh, they're talking mess. Let me respond. No. So it's fine. They're good. They won a game. Um, you know, happy for them. Move on to the next one. Um, that's that. Okay. The Timberwolves are mocking you. And he's right. Nobody's done anything on the Timberwolves. But then, all right, this is about now. This is about last night, Russ. And I would never let him shoot a jumper. I just say you can't. Like, like, why do we allow him to shoot and then Ben Simmons doesn't want to shoot? I'd rather have Ben Simmons shoot than I would Russell Westbrook shooting jumpers. Hot take. That's how bad it's become. Yeah, Marv. No, he's one of those guys where you see him open when you play pickup basketball and he shoots that, and someone says he's open for a reason. <laughs> like, let him shoot or back up, give it to him. But also, Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, part eight. Oh, I know. I know. That's always good drama there because Patrick Beverly doesn't back down. And, you know, Russ gets into this. I want to show you. I want to play the way I did when I was the MVP. Yeah, see. Carl Anthony Towns finally became relevant. After six years in the league, he's finally so like, oh, yeah, look at him. He has one good game, and all of a sudden he's... Well, I think that it started at the All-Star game with a three-point shooting contest. Now I think he said he's the best shooting big man of all time. He put up 60 points. Now, I will say there's a side story to this that I think he lost eight relatives to COVID. They died. And so the last couple of years have been really difficult for him. But he put up 60, and then uh, the Timberwolves have something. I don't know exactly. I love Anthony Edwards. And if Carl Anthony Towns is going to continue to bring it, then all right, that's an interesting team, a fun team. But watching that last night, there's just a lack of effort there. We'll talk to Ray Allen. He'll join us coming up. But uh, the Lakers lost again and uh, getting blown out. It's one thing to lose. It's another thing to get blown out and act as if you don't care. And it, I, you know, it feels like you'd be better served that you just don't make the play-in game. Like, just close up shop. You know what? Now you're waiting for AD to come back. And, boy, if he comes back. And, boy, they can, you know, they can catch some magic in a bottle here. Whatever. I wouldn't bank on any of that stuff. 
Yeah, Pullman. Dan, your Timberwolves have won nine of ten, are currently sitting at seventh in the West at forty one and thirty. Yeah. You were early. You yeah. were early on this one. Yeah, the Wolves and the Cavs have been uh, been in on those two teams this year, especially the Cavs. All right, we'll get to uh, phone calls, Ray Allen. Big day for the Dodgers yesterday. Got Freddie Freeman. Knew he wasn't going to go back to Atlanta. And uh, I think there's always a thought that he ends up with the Yankees, but I don't think he wanted uh, the Yankees' way of life there. But, you know, Dodgers paid him. He's a really good player. And that's <laughs> that's. Now it feels like free agents go to the Dodgers. When, when you go, oh, who's going to get him? I always think, well, the Dodgers are. And they got Freddie Freeman. That's a, a great lineup again. Chris Bryant went to the Rockies to make money and hit home runs. Uh, surgery for Fernando Tatis Jr. the third. The Deshaun Watson decision is pending. Von Miller got paid. On paper, it's a six-year deal. I think in reality, it's a three-year deal for about 50 million dollars. And uh, I like what the Raiders did with Chandler Jones. Chris Godwin got locked up by the Buccaneers, so just some of the football news. Ian Rappaport, who's uh, been all over the free agency news for the NFL Network, will join us a little less than an hour from now. Get a couple of phone calls. Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, since I've been on hold, uh, I've logged on and I'm filling out my bracket on your website right now. Okay. Uh, I have no, I don't know the first thing, but I plan on winning this, uh, this tournament. But <laughs> I'm calling <clears throat> to make a bet. I'm uh, going to put it all on the line and say opening day of the season, Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback for some team. Does anyone want a piece of that action? All right. Does anybody want a piece of that with uh, Doug, that Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback for an NFL team opening weekend? Yes, Paul. I have a question. Starting due to injury or starting because of declaration? Like he's oh, this... I, I think he's going to – I think I win the bet either way, but I think he's going to be picked up uh, as a free agent. I think he fits perfectly with Seattle or uh, Indianapolis. Okay. Does anybody want a piece of Doug's bet – Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback week one. Yeah, Seton? I'll take that back. All right, Doug, you got a taker here. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. All right, once again, and uh, Doug, hold on. We'll get your information because if we do have a bet with you for a pie, you get a pie slamma jamma t shirt there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Paul. Yeah, Mariota played uh, four plays last year. He was one for two for 50 yards, or for four yards. That's 50%, one for two. I figured it out. No touchdowns, no picks. There was uh, also a play in the Celtics game against the Warriors where Marcus Smart was going for a loose ball, and uh, Steph Curry rolled his ankle. Marcus Smart landed on Steph's ankle. And uh, Steve Kerr, that was not the typical Steve Kerr personality. He's yelling down at the Celtics bench and you know yelling at Marcus Smart. I've watched it five times now. It's just a basketball play. If that's if that's a role player for the Warriors, is Steve Kerr going to be out there, you know, yelling down at the Celtics bench that that's a dirty play? The answer is no. Look, you're at home. You want to protect Steph. I get it. Do I think Marcus Smart? Okay, was it dirty? No. Was it necessary? No. Like when I grew up, you went after a loose ball. You had to show hustle. I, I mean, it's stupid. You, you dive on a floor and go, damn, that hurt. Is it worth it? No. But you got to show hustle. Uh, Bird would do it. Dave Cowens would do it. Rodman would do it. I'm going to show hustle. 
if I'm Marcus Smart, look, he's known for defense. He went for the loose ball. Did he need to? Probably not. What is it? First quarter? No. Nah. But do I think he was trying to be dirty there or hurt stuff? The answer is no. Steve Kerr overreacted. And he probably overreacted because he didn't really. If you look at the video, it's just Marcus Smart got there. Steph was a little late. Marcus Smart dove for the ball, and Steph got rolled up. That's it. But, you know, Steve Kerr was he was on fire there. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. Ray Allen, the Hall of Famer. Everything's good with him and KG and Paul Pierce, apparently. So we'll talk to Ray. And Andrew Whitworth, the former Rams tackle, the Walter Payton Man of the Year, just announced his retirement. He'll join us coming up next hour. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Simply Safe Home Security. This is what I love. When I tell you about a product, and not only I believe in it, but you know, there are others that rank, you know, some of these products. US News, PC Magazine, Popular Science, they all rank Simply Safe Home Security, the best home security of 2021. In fact, US News already jumped the gun naming Simply Safe the best home security of 2022, and we're only in March. That's how good the product is. And there's nothing better than telling you about these products that I truly believe in. Backed by the best 24-7 professional monitoring in the business, comprehensive set of sensors and cameras, all-new wireless outdoor security camera. That's a game changer. You always know what's going on at your home. And then, you know, I looked at this and went, how much does this cost per day? Less than a dollar a day. Set it up in around 30 minutes. Simple to use. No long-term contracts. No hidden fees. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a couple of minutes. It's simplysafedan.com. Go today. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off interactive monitoring. Simplysafedan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs every member is waiting to impress. Learn more, mbusa.com. More phone calls coming up. He's Hall of Famer, two-time NBA champ, 10-time All-Star, and coach of the boys' basketball team at Gulliver Prep in Pinecrest, Florida. The former Big East Player of the Year, Ray Allen, back on the program. Ray, I was looking at your bio. You were in England. You were in Germany growing up, Air Force bases. Uh, do you speak German? Hmm, no. Okay. I did a little bit when I was younger. Okay. And then did you have an English accent when you lived in England? When I was younger, I certainly could put one on. Well, let's, let me hear a little bit of your English accent. Uh, let me see. How are you? <laughs> well, that sounded like Ray Allen. Well, I mean, you, you can, you depend on what part of uh, the country and it, it sounds a little different, but you know, it needs a little work. If I, if I went back to London, I think I, I can assimilate. Did people make fun of you when you came to the United States with an English accent? I didn't come with an English accent, but I was extremely proper. So <laughs> it, when I came from England, I moved to California. So it kind of, it, it fit in there, but then now going from California to South Carolina was when I was in trouble because I was way too proper for the kids that I went to school with. <laughs> <when I was there. clears throat> 
Uh, congrats on the 75th team, but I'm curious what happened behind the scene with the 75th anniversary. You know, everybody's putting on their jackets and what, what was the mood like behind the scenes when everybody was there for the 75th anniversary team? You know, it was like a high school reunion, just being, uh, I'm walking in the room and, uh, like when we first, you know, you're going into the room and on one side of the room, uh, all the guys, the all-stars were taking pictures before the game. And all of us were sitting in there with our, our jackets on our 75th jackets. And uh, I'm speaking with uh, James Worthy, with Bill Walton um, and Robert Parrish. And I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, I, I just, you know, no matter what you achieve, accomplish in your career, you're sitting here like, I just remember when I was 10 watching James Worthy play basketball. Not, you know, we'd come down the floor and we'd call ourselves the LA Lakers anytime we went on the fast break. And just having this moment, you just you go back to when you were a kid. And I think for most of us, that's kind of where it takes you because you remember these kids. You know, we're like a great song takes you back to your childhood or to a favorite moment of your life. That's what seeing these guys were like for me, like seeing them up close and personal just reminded me of who I was growing up. Did you walk up to Jordan? Well, I I see Jordan all the time. Like playing I see him last. Yeah, I seen him last. I played with him the week before playing golf. So I, I see him all the time. But MJ, he actually, you know, he was at Daytona, you know, for his uh for the race. So we were actually about to walk onto the court. And, you know, magically, he appears into the hallway. <laughs> and then the first thing he says, he sees magic as he comes through. And you guys seen it uh, online. And he, he asked him that he had, had his tennis shoes with him. And um, we, we were talking about, you know, playing golf a little bit. And then magic kind of appeared, you know, at the, same to- at the same time. And that's when that little, uh, that little conversation happened. And we just, you know, it was just quintessential magic jordan like we knew growing up and to be able to be sitting here with these guys and calling them peers now is like a it's so surreal but mike can't turn it off like it's always on and he's there saying to magic hey you got your shoes let's let's go play one-on-one but here's the thing i i tell people all the time like when you when you're playing a sport and you're so good at it you're a competitor you don't go home and stop being a competitor you know, you can't change your brain out. Like you end up being that same person all the time. Now you have to understand who you can compete with and how you compete with them. And, you know, obviously you don't want to compete with your wife at home. And, and when I, when I play basketball against my kids, I compete with them, but I show them, you know, how the game works and you, you're teaching them, but you still find ways to always challenge those people around you. And I think that's who M is and that's who he's always been. And everybody, for that matter, that has made it to that level where you've been uh, named the 75 greatest of all times, there's a reason for that. You know, and, and, and a lot of times those reasons set you on that lonely path where you're sitting there saying to yourself, man, like I'm doing this by myself because the things that you wanted in your life, not everybody has wanted. How come you got to shoot more? How come you're still on the floor? How come you won't hang out with us? Those times when you take that separate path are, are, are why the greats end up being the greats. You also had to sacrifice your ego at some point in your career, because when you first came into the league, I mean, you were getting 25 a game and you were dunking on people. And then yeah. so you get to the Celtics and then you 
is, is that where it's is it discussed that okay now I have to play a role or what is my role with Paul Pierce and, and Garnett and Rondo? Well, between uh, between uh, Paul, uh, myself, and Kevin, we had an understanding. We did an interview uh, in the beginning of the year, and uh, we were asked if it came to one last second shot between the three of you, who would take it? And the reporter asked us, but I want you to all answer at the same time. <laughs> and so Paul answered me, Kevin answered me, and I answered the open person. So I think we walked into that season in, in the right frame of mind. Now, what I had just come from in Seattle, playing in Seattle, like it was shoot first, play fast, open, uh, launching threes left and right, similar to how uh, Golden State's playing today. So I remember in practice, I come down, launch a three, KG's on the block, posting up, Doc goes ham on me. <laughs> you got to throw the ball down low to KG. He's wide open. You got to get him the ball. That's a good and imitation like, of Doc there. Yeah. And I'm like, Doc, I was open. He's, I want you to throw the ball inside out, and then he's going to find you. He's unselfish. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we it was that it was that position, that point where we were you, you had to kind of rip apart and have those uncomfortable conversations early where I wasn't going to be taking those shots quick, just like that in transition. I think over the course of our five years together, it evolved into that because Doc started to understand, you know, what my capabilities were, and who, who I was. And he saw it firsthand, you know, what I was capable of doing. And even Kevin is self unselfish as he, as he was, you know, on the block, uh, setting screens. We started to understand that, but when you come together early, you do have to make those sacrifices. You do have to say, okay, I'm going to be 80% of who I've been in order for this team to win. He's Ray Allen, Hall of Famer, two-time NBA champ. This is the last time I'll ask. Um, how did the beef start with KG and Pierce and Rondo, and why did it end? How did it end? Uh, I, I don't – I didn't have any beef. There wasn't anything uh, they have that, with that, you. Yeah. And they, they were upset that, that I uh, went to Miami and, you know, for me, I, I was happy that I focused on the five years that we spent together and that we won in 2008. And that for me, didn't change anything. So uh, this coming, this past weekend, I was uh, ecstatic to be there uh, for Kevin because of, you know, he and I grew up together. Um, I remember him 14, 15 years old and, you know, just the exuberance he had for a game of basketball. And, you know, we had a, a, a kinsmanship as young people and then obviously watching him make it to the league. So I was ecstatic for him to get his jersey retired, uh, well-deserved. And I, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to be any other place. So I, I never had any, uh, any ill will uh, towards any of them. Uh, it, it was just unfortunate because when you, when you move on, like we all do at some point in our careers, um, you know, you, you, it, I, I think it was more out of uh, uh, hurt and, and, and disappointment more than anything, but you know, it's all good. And we're, we're brothers. And the one thing that we have to uh, just hold on to is what we did together. And, and that is more important than anything. But when KG's on the microphone and then next thing you know, he's calling you out. Yeah. Did you think, you know, were you going to walk out there to KG 
listen, I, I, yeah, we have to go back because when, when Paul got his jersey retired, I, I actually didn't know about it. And I was in, uh, I was in LA. I had a, a, a commercial to shoot and I happened. And this is a funny story because I was playing golf and it was about 12, 30 in the, in the afternoon. And I was playing with, uh, with George Lopez and Anthony Anderson, uh, in, in LA and George, he gets a hole in one. And so I was like, we jumped up and down and I was excited. And I was like, man, that was awesome. And then I posted it now, 1230 on the West coast is three 30 <laughs> on the East coast. Paul was getting his Jersey retired. He was in the garden and he's walking out there and, you know, uh, Kevin and, and Rondo and Docker and all of them were there. And so I post a picture that I was there and then everybody was making a big deal about it because I wasn't there. And I was like, I had no idea. And at that point, that was when I wasn't included. You know, I wasn't invited. And I, you know, so when this came up, I was like, remember, I don't care what anybody says. I will always be a Celtic. And what happened in 2008 is always going to be one of my favorite moments in my life. And so and you just had to get through this period, this, this, this tough time and just mend fences. And I think so when Kevin's jersey was being retired, I don't know if they knew I was going to be there, but I had on my schedule that I was going to be there. And when I showed up, I think he was uh, surprised. I know uh, Kenny Perkins was surprised that I was there. It was great to walk back in the building. And, and I don't know how I was going to be received. I was assuming that some people would boo me because they still, you know, uh, <laughs> upset. Uh, but when I walked in, it was amazing because everybody kind of cheered and, 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 and celebrated. And then, uh, when he called me out, when he called me out and he said it was good to see me in the building, I just had to walk up there and give him a hug because I know there's nothing scripted, you know, and I didn't want to be unemotional in that moment or, or, you know, in a position where I was just like, you know, you want, what do I do? I was like, let me go get this man a hug because not only is it good for he and I, but it's good for the people to see, you know, so they understand like there's no, we're brothers. There's no ill will between us. It was great to see, but but I didn't expect to see it because I thought, you know what? I give you credit because you've never spoke ill of those guys that you still have respect for them. But I realized KG was going to hold a grudge and man, can he <laughs> hold a grudge, Ray? Like, you know, at the hall of fame, he's not even talking to you there and you're in the room with him. Yeah. And well, here's the thing. When you look at, we look at, you know, I think about all the teams, that won championships over the course of history in any sport. One of the great things about tradition, young people, young teams, college teams, college players, they look up and aspire to be like those championship teams. And you, you, you walk in the building, you see jerseys uh, uh, retired and you see championships celebrated. And, and, and I give a lot of credit to Detroit, you know, cause I, you know, I follow Rip Hamilton. He's, you know, a brother of mine and, he always is celebrating what they did in 2004 with the Pistons, you know, going back and, you know, somebody's getting their jersey retired. He's there. They're just at the game's courtside. And, and I think for organizations, that's huge, you know, just to have your, your, your former players show up to games. Like I honestly believe, you know, and tell me I'm strange, but I think all former players should have season tickets at the, the places that they used to play. 
you know, just because you should have a footing in, and I'm not talking about the guy paying for it. I'm throwing it out there. Like, you know, these teams should make sure that their guys are there. So the, the, the past play or the current players see it and the fans understand the connection to, to their past, because you, when you talk about the NBA now, you got so many teams with generations of fans. And just like I told you earlier, like you connect to the organization based on how you grew up watching them. So to watch, if you're a Milwaukee Buck fan and you see Oscar Robinson walk back in the building or Kareem, you know, or Bobby Dandridge, you're like, man, you know, but man, these guys were my heroes. And I think every organization should have that connection to their past. You wanted to be a Laker? I did. <laughs> I did. That was my first NBA game. You know, I seen so I was I was uh 10, 10, 12 years old in my high school, my coach at the time, he said, I walk out on the court, it's the fabulous form at the time, and they're playing the Pistons. I think this was 1988. Bill Lambeer shooting on one side, Kareem Sky hooking on the other. Like first time ever seeing an NBA player. And he said, I'll give you $20 if you go get Kareem's autograph. And so I didn't say yes, I didn't say no, but what I did, and this was me as a kid, just understanding and being observant. I walked down there and I see other people just kind of watching and shooting before the game. And Kareem just focused, just shooting. And, and it was astounding to me because they didn't miss. But they're there early. And I watched other kids scream his name and he didn't even flinch, didn't even look in their direction. So I kept my mouth shut because I was like, I'm learning my lesson. Like, I'm not about to ask for autograph. And then my coach knew he was like, Kareem never signs autographs, but you know, he was going to give me that $20 if I got it. But <laughs> just imagining if I got his autograph, then even to me, and I don't think this way, but just you think about value from 1988, would I still have it? Would I have kept it? Like you just never know. But that was my early introduction to the NBA. And for me, for, and, and I seen Kareem walk in the room and I've never told Kareem the story. And when he walked in the room, I seen him uh, during the final four a couple of years ago. And then I seen him this week, the, uh, the all-star weekend. And I thought, man, he, this was a guy that started off for me. Yeah. That's great stuff. Uh, congrats. I don't know if congrats is the right word, but I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you had a good month here because yeah. you didn't do anything wrong, but you did, you know, we don't realize the competitiveness, the pettiness, you know, that this means everything in the world to these guys. And it's hard to, you know, you guys haven't played in how long and KG still holding on to that because it meant so much to him and how dare you leave them. And, you know, you're just trying to better your career, but it was a great moment. Great moment. I'm glad you walked on the floor and uh, yeah. I, I appreciate you, uh, you talking about it, Ray. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fitting, you know, thank you for saying that, but it's fitting that I'm sitting here talking to you on St. Patrick's day. So, <laughs> you know, thank you for, uh, I don't got no green on, but I got some green around me. Well, so you've been cleaning your teeth there. Great. Yeah. You've been flossing your teeth there. Yeah. Well, I try to stay away from the dentist. Two great shooters. And, uh, you know, it, it, my guys bring it up to me occasionally that I did try to correct you with, uh, the ball placement in your, uh, in your hand that day when you came into the man cave. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You might be KG and I might be you. You might hold that grudge against me for a long time. No, the, see, the thing about a grudge, uh, Dan, is you hold a grudge, that means I'm living in your head rent-free or you're living in my head and I got to move past that. All right. And I still feel bad about that. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody ever corrected you on your shooting form? 
Uh, yeah, people have tried. Okay. Uh, I remember <laughs> I had a coach coming to Milwaukee. And he was like, it was like my fourth or fifth year. And I had already made the all-star team. And he was like, you know, you, you, you take the ball low first and you gotta, you can't do that. You know, and he was adamant about it. And I was, I was looking at him. I was like, I don't, I don't know what you, what you want, <laughs> want me to do, but this is kind of, I go it's here. Been working. I, you know, it's been working. Yeah, for me. It's been working out for me. And, and, and I think even more so for all the kids that are listening, you, you know, Reggie was a great uh, example for me because we're, we're, when we're kids, we're striving for perfection. People are trying to teach us perfection. And then there's a point when you get older where our bodies are just what they are. We can't do certain things that other people can do. Like you can't, you know, when you think about a golf swing later on in life, you just can't get that turn the way, you know, certain people, certain kids can. So you got to teach a person based on what they have, you know, what's available physically. And so, you know, Reggie, he, he crosses his hands when he shoots, but he's a perfectionist at working at it and figuring it out. And so once I saw how he shot, I was like, however I shoot, I just got to be really good at and understand where my deficiencies are. Like I know which side of the floor I'm quicker on than the other. So I got to work a little bit harder and understanding eye dominance. So you, you rotate a little bit faster. Uh, once you understand those things, then you can kind of keep it the same on every side of the floor. Always great to talk to you. Final 10 seconds. He got game two. What's the update? It is stagnant. Oh, you know, okay. listen, we need Denzel Washington on board. Right. Uh, if Denzel's on board, he's got a spike is ready to do this thing. So, Paulie, Paulie, would you uh, see if we can get a hold of Denzel? On it. See if I can move this along. Yeah, for get a on it, please. <laughs> People are calling for it. They want it. Thank you, Ray. Great to talk to you again, buddy. See you too, Dan. Thanks. That's uh, Ray Allen, Hall of Famer. Take a break back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll get an update on Deshaun Watson. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, will join us in about 15 minutes. I did do that to Ray Allen. Ray Allen was nice enough to come into our old man cave, and we were shooting hoops, and I noticed that Ray had the ball in the palm of his hand. So usually if you're shooting with your fingertips, you could put your index finger underneath the ball. There would be some space there. And Ray had it flat against the palm of his hand, and I said, you know, you're, you're doing that wrong. Oh, my God, the look on his face. And it went quiet. The entire room, everybody's like, what did he just say? And, and I, I was saying it to Ray. And I think about that all the time. I mean, I was correct in what I was saying. I just probably didn't say it in the right way to Ray. Yes. Yeah, and I think that you were like, you know, you're doing that wrong. And he's like, huh? And you said right here, it's space. There's supposed to be space right here between your palms. He's like, yeah, there is. You're like, no, no, there isn't. There wasn't. No, there's not. And then you're like, oh, now you have space there because I told you to. But before you didn't. I know. I know. I know. You're saying this to Ray I know, Allen. I know. I know. As Paulie says, that's like if I said to Warren Buffett, you know, your investments are kind of shaky here. 
You know? Hey, hey uh, Daniel Day, you should take an yeah. acting class. Yeah. You might want to diversify oh. your portfolio a little. Uh, yeah. McCartney, how about you write a good song for a change? A little pitchy. Oh, my God. <sighs> but you have to have that to believe you're a great shooter. That's, I, I firmly believe what I said to him, that you can't have it in the palm of your hand. But, you know, Ray's one of the greatest shooters ever. <sighs> Whatever. You know, I said it. And he didn't hold a grudge, and I like that. I appreciate that. Uh, Jamara in Florida. Hopefully I've got that uh, correct. Jamara? Hi, Dan. Happy Dan Patrick's Day. Well, thank um, you. Long-time listener, um, first-time caller. I'm calling to wish my husband, who is a huge fan, a happy 15-year wedding anniversary. Um, we are both huge fans of your show. Um, thank you so much for what you guys do. And on a quick note, I just want to say, suck it half of the back row. Oh, which half? Um, I'm a huge Seton fan. Um, I actually, he is my, he is my crush. Um, so, yeah. Whoa. Um, see, I didn't see that going that way. I thought for yeah. sure it was going to be like, oh, Seton's a jerk. So He's you're, so mean to talk. you're admitting your crush on your wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah. My husband knows. Um, Dan, actually, my husband, um, I tell him that you are his man crush. Oh. And I'd say that, you know. Okay. <laughs> That Seton is my crush, All but right. yeah. Well, um, oh, and I, I know you're not a huge bobblehead fan, but um, we actually were the ones that sent in the uh, Seinfeld bobbleheads from the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp game down oh. here in Jacksonville, Florida. Well, so. thank you, and happy anniversary. This anniversary just got a lot more interesting. Yeah, it did. Hey, Jamara. <laughs> what? So she was trying to spare my feelings by just kind of leaving yes. my name out, yes. suck it back, and then we all have to figure out which yes. half. Of course you were going to ask which no, one. No, I'm a journalist. I had to ask her. I'm glad you didn't just say suck it, Fritzy. That would have been a little harsh. On her wedding anniversary. <laughs> I, I, I was praying that she was going to say suck it, Seton. Yeah. Because I knew that this is what was going to happen. Now you're going to be thinking about that. Bothers me. I'm glad he's, she's got a crush on her seat and everything. It's not, but you know, I'm glad she didn't say "suck it, Fritzy." That sounds a lot harsher than "suck it one half of the back row," or whatever. <laughs> then we had to get it out of her left side of the back row. Yeah. What, Paul? One more call like that, and Fritzy's going to stop following her on social media. <laughs> That's it. We're done. I thought we had something special together. Unfollow. Uh, update the poll results there, Seaton, from uh, hour two. Well, we switched it up right now to uh, Deshaun Watson should pick. Mm. Which sounds kind of funny. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, New Orleans guys, uh, 41% of the vote, followed by Atlanta, uh, Cleveland, and Carolina. Not really. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It feels like the Saints are doing everything they can possibly do. Clearing cap space. They met with Deshaun Watson a second time, according to uh, Nick Underhill, who covers the Saints. We'll talk to Ian Rappaport about this. Also, some other moves. Von Miller going to Buffalo. Sneaky big. Chandler Jones going to the Raiders. Final hour coming up. Dan Patrick show. One more item. We close out hour two. Panini America is here to help you. You're collecting cards. You're continuing or just starting. Panini trading cards. Hottest rookies. Biggest superstars. All-time greats. One place to collect them all. Panini. P-A-N-I-N-I. -N -N -I. Panini America uses the iconic brands delivering instant classic trading cards. The most popular players like Giannis, Steph, Jason Tatum, Luca. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts. There's something for everyone in Panini America. 
Now, not only the home for the NBA, the exclusive home, but also the NFL, NASCAR, collegiate trading cards, UFC. Collect them all. Panini's got exclusive athletes like John Morant, Luca, Trey Young, Kevin Durant, Anthony Edwards, only from Panini Authentic. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net and see the hottest trends. Sign up, get all the latest galleries straight to your inbox. That's PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show.